Okay, now it's recording. We were recording before. I don't know what's going on. Obviously, I'm 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 frightened and confused. Um, but anyway, here we are. So uh, I do, in fact, have uh, something to show you guys. I have been um, I've been a rendering fool, is what I've been. I've been um, just a punching out. Um, uh, this animation because it's got to get going. I got to get this thing out the door, and um, and I'm running out of time. And I'm also uh, feel like I'm shortchanging you guys. I just feel like I'm just facing down this train, you know. And I got my foot stuck in the freaking tracks, and it's like here it comes. It's like a, is is uh, is Dudley Do Right gonna be able to uh, you know uh, unfix himself? Or fix himself, whatever the case may be. So anyway, that's what it feels like. So uh, here's what we got, though. Um, I've got uh, something to show you guys. Uh, it's a little more, a little more advanced than uh, the other stuff I've shown you. With that said, uh, before I uh, tee it up, um, I wanna, I wanna stress uh, just a couple things here. Um, first of all, uh, this is, uh, needless to say, a work in progress. I have, um, and thank you for the kind words there, guys. Uh, it is um, it is a rough cut, and to, I'm going to need another. Um, it, so it's a rough cut. It's temporary dialogue. In fact, my reading is so awful; it's it's practically unbearable. But had to put that in there just so you could time the animation. And when I say I just slam some music and sound effects underneath it, I mean I slam some music and sound effects underneath it in the space of about 12 and a half minutes, right as I was supposed to be heading to the studio. So all of that, uh, all of that. With that said, um, I think it looks pretty groovy. So um, I'm gonna play it for you now. And I don't, um, if anybody, if anybody comments on sound not being right, I will lose my mind. Uh, but I, I do think it'll get you a nice, um, a nice feel for it. That's my hope anyway. Okay, so um, the mix is not great, but it's the first two scenes I think, uh, I think you'll, you'll probably like it. Ready? Are you all ready? Ready, ready? Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, um, gonna, to uh, mute the mic, and then I'm going to drag it in, and off we go. Yeah, this forest was alive once, very beautiful. The air was sweet. The leaves on these trees made an emerald canopy over the entire glen. Songbirds flitted about everywhere. The game was plentiful in all directions. A small clear stream ran down that hill to here, right here. This very air. Clover once covered all these hills. And on the great feast days, the people would recline upon the most fragrant and excellent green velvet and watch the jugglers and acrobats listen to jesters and troubadours. The young men would come down and wrestle, all perform feats of strength while their wives and children cheered them on. I first kissed a girl under that tree under when I was 14. Some years later, we were married. And soon God gave us two beautiful small girls. On summer days when they would splash about in a stream here, 
and their laughter in the sunlight was to me like the sound of silver bells. I pray they are safe and well, good prince, back at thy castle. No, brother, they're, they're not. They're gone, all gone, never to return, as is this forest. What hath caused this great evil? Not what, good sir knight, but rather who? The ones who did this? These are the villains we seek? And to that end, we must now make haste, my friend. Even now the sun retreats behind yonder hills, and we have two leagues yet to travel. Therefore, let us make haste. Through the fire, then. Aye, through the fire. Tis the only way I know. Hark, you villains, I will grind thy bones to dust for this! Thou hast brought me through unpathed waters to these undreamed shores, and yet still thou wilt not tell me of our destination. You and I are past our dancing days. I do not like this place and would not willingly waste my time in it. And how shall I speak of where this path leads, brother? Hell is empty, and all the devils are here. How is it that clouds still hang on you? Why hast thou such a February face so full of frost of storm and cloudiness. I'm not bound to please thee with my answers, brother. Vengeance is in my heart. Death is in my hand. Blood and revenge are hammered in my head. My drops of tears I'll turn to sparks of fire. I will have revenges on them all, that all the world shall. I will do such things. What they are yet I know not, but they shall be the terrors of this earth. There you go then. Um, the uh, that jerkiness is is due to the, the 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 day that we have one the one day where we don't have smooth video output for whatever reason is this day. It looks so it looks so much worse on watching it go out live that I, I will probably splice I'll probably do an edit and um, and put in the the smooth version for our for our YouTube. Um, uh, fans. So uh, when I say work in progress, uh, I actually like the music. I just I picked the music an hour ago, maybe. Um, there's all kinds of little things that that really sell anything, especially animation. Um, things like the uh, every, if every footstep should have a little crunch, you know, chunk, chunk, broken uh, broken twigs. Uh, there there should be the the clink of the armor. Um, no one misses that. No one said, "Hey, the armor's not clinking." But but without it there, it does feel um, 
different, and it's better with it. So, anyway, um, yeah, and I and I and I'm very happy with it. Uh, uh, Zoe's a much better actor than I am. That's why I'm happy that it's in, in this second version. It's much more his story than mine. Um, however, I just want to say that the the lines I said, I just just barked out here just to get the the timing right. I think if I warm up for I don't know a couple of weeks, warm my voice up for a couple of weeks, and then just kind of you know. Uh, Play it down. I could probably probably get my way through. Um, but already there's more politics in here, and already the structure is so much better because in the next two or three scenes, as we see more and more of these, you know, demons coming out of this unnamed place, I keep asking him, "What is this place?" And he won't tell me. He will not name it. Thou doth vex me greatly good prince well be vexed and damned as well in the bargain he won't say so the whole thing is there building up to what was before just of like a one-liner now the whole thing builds towards that um uh that reveal and when you find out what that castle is it's it's pretty cool uh yeah eric said i should just do that in a whisper believe it or not it was kind of trying to be a whisper i am just like i said we're going to get it in front of real microphones, and, and Zoe just did it on the phone, so we're, we're getting there. But, 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 um, yeah, drop my pitch to some level, uh, you know, that right now only dogs can hear me, clearly. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff to do, and I can get my voice lower. As a matter of fact, if I just had a good football game to watch, after about, I don't know, the first half of watching Gator football, then um, uh, I sound like, um, you know, Powers Booth after that. I miss Powers Booth. Uh, he was a great, he's a great guy. I was at a lunch with Powers Booth once, and I told him, I said, you know, Powers, I said, you've got a look that could curdle water. really liked that line. I thought that was just kind of cool. There's a lot of uh, Shakespeare there, too. Um, okay, so uh, I have another uh, happy announcement to make, uh, and then we'll move on. Thanks, Dave. That was nice of you. Uh, Natasha, who um, I put up a little bit of her, um, of her, uh, some of her uh, paintings on Facebook a couple days ago, um, got invited to um, to be one of the exhibitors at an art exhibition, which will be this Monday here in Los Angeles. And the admission, as I recall, is uh, five whole dollars. But if you're anybody who happens to be in uh, the area and would like to make the drive down there, that would be great. You know, I don't want you to come from too far. You know, I think anything beyond Nevada would probably be, you know, just unreasonable uh, of me to expect it. But nevertheless, this is, she's been a professional photographer for 20 years, but she's this is her first time anybody has ever seen her paintings. Uh, and they're, they're awfully, awfully, awfully good. So um, 
so we would love to have the, the friends come on down and the family, you know, the extended family. I'll put up a Facebook post uh, for it tomorrow and then another one probably uh, the morning of. And um, and if you come on down, I will be manning the booth while my uh, beautiful wife is uh, is is chatting up the, the clients. And um, and, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see where it goes, uh, see where it goes from there. But honestly, we would love to have we'd love to have as many people come down as you possibly could. Uh, and it would mean an awful lot uh, to, to her and to me if, if you happen to be in the area and you can make it that would be just grand okay uh, let's see um, I guess we will go you know what I'm gonna I'm, ju I'm gonna just I'll probably end up paying for this I'm gonna do the Facebook questions first this time just because you know I mean obviously I need to do as much for the members as I possibly can. But this show has been a Facebook show and kind of always has been. So I guess we'll take those questions first. Um, and I will uh, put up some paintings too uh, of her so, so you can see what's uh, out there for sale, as a matter of fact. Alrighty then, let's see. Um, Here we go. Oh, I have to refresh the page. I didn't see any comments. That's probably explain it. Hang on, kids. Um, this uh, Supreme Court leak is... I don't know if we're going to have any questions about that. Why are you not refreshing, Paige? Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I was thinking about this. It's like, is there anything that the left touches that they don't destroy? You know, is there anything that they touch that that they that they don't just destroy? Any precedent? Any anything? Zoe and I did the virtue signal earlier today, and um, and my topic was is nothing sacred, and apparently, uh, no, not not for them. It really isn't. All right, so I'm going to go to. Um, all comments. Oh my gosh, Jackie Jordan. Jackie's not. I don't know if you're watching uh, Jackie, but if you are, and if you're watching in in, in YouTube land, um, wow. Jackie Jordan uh, says, uh, "Forgot to mention, great news, Max appearance by you." Uh, the reason I was very, very happy to see Jackie Jordan there is that uh, it's because Jackie Jordan was uh, my boss, and a fine boss she was too. She was the uh, producer of Sunday Morning Shootout, and um, and has gone on to a, a, a very lucrative career, not only um, getting people on on TV, booking people, uh, but but telling people how to get booked. You'd think that'd be a book I would read, but you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, I'm just very, very happy to see that name there, uh, Jackie. I'm, I'm glad to, very glad to see it. Uh, Jackie Jordan is another one of those people who used to live out here in California, like all the rest of us, but she's moved on to um, Florida. I want to say west coast of Florida, and maybe Tennessee. That seems to be the um, the, the place, you know. That seems to be the the, the two destinations. So um, anyway, uh, it, it's very, very good uh, seeing your name. It was, you know, it was a little different when we were doing the show. Um, yeah, she moved back to America, uh, CP Tomes. Um, B. 
because you know when the, we were under a lot of stress but um it, it was really great many years later when we caught up again and 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 now and and uh, I, I don't hope i'm not letting the cat out of the bag for her uh, you know, just like just about everybody else in this town or in this business, she was fairly liberal. And then suddenly after the show was over, just during the Obama administration, she just said, what the devil is going on here? And uh, and she came around, came around to the uh, to the left, the dark side and, and joined the Jedi Order, which is uh, which is great. OK, uh, so good to see you, Jackie, if you're watching now or if you're watching later, that's really a very nice uh, surprise. Oh, by the way, speaking of Newsmax, um, or other other venues, uh, I think on the, coming up, we're going to make, we've got an announcement. We'll post it on the website and I'll put it on the Facebook page. Um, the second season or third season, I don't remember which, I think it must be the second season of um, American Built on Fox Business is coming out and, uh, and I am a featured... Um, uh, expert on <laughs> on the light bulb. I'm sure I've mentioned that story before, but it's hilarious enough, and we should, you know, get out a warning so people can brace themselves. Uh, I I done a bunch of them in the I did three of them their first year, and then um, as we were getting ready to do the second year, they had two of them that I was doing, you know, 747 I think, and, and something else. Maybe the lunar module, and then uh, and, oh, and and then so they're saying so we we'll get you for the we we'll get a seven forty seven show first, then we have lunar module first, and then uh, and then the third will be the light bulb. And I said the, the what now? Uh, the little there was a little light bulb over my head, and it went out. Uh, and um, I said what? And and they said the light bulb. I said I don't know anything about light bulbs. And. Uh, and then immediately I leapt in there and say, but that doesn't mean I can't talk about it for a couple hours. So um, I actually did uh, uh, Bart's Treasure wants to know why there are no links posted to all these videos because I'm, I'm astonishingly incompetent, uh, Bart. I thought that'd be clear by now. Um, but to be perfectly honest with you, I, I, I did you know I don't know read about an hour and a half, two hours on light bulbs. I don't. I didn't know anything about light bulbs, but I do know a lot about history, and um, and I was able to weave some some kind of you know fun stuff in there. I thought so. Anyway, if you if you are determined to um, to learn the inside story of the hidden life of light bulbs, uh, I, I am uh, I'm your guy. I'm actually exceedingly proud of them. I love I love doing the shows. The producer is just absolutely fantastic guy, and. Um, and it's fun. And they ask, they, they, they're, they're, they, we had different producers for each segment. And they, um, you know, if they ask, if they tee up the question the right way, then I'm, I'm good to go. By the way, for those of you who are thinking about becoming uh, television uh, personalities or, or playing one on the internet, uh, there is a, uh, what's the word? A protocol is probably the best word. Um, when when you're doing this kind of thing, anytime you've ever seen a documentary where you have you know the expert talking about, and well Henry the six was of course a, and he's got the books behind him you know he obviously knows what he's talking about because he's British got a British accent. Um, uh, Thomas Edison's light bulb yes the, the light bulb in general I'm not so much as it was it was you know the whole the whole light bulb thing 
and I talked a lot about um, uh, about DC and AC, and you know we had to mention Tesla, obviously, or else he'd be lynched. Uh, so, um, and I'll, I'll try to get back to that question if you want to bring it back, uh, uh But right now I'm, I'm on this one. So, um, so, uh, yeah, so the light bulb. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, I remember the protocol, um, the protocol is since the person asking the question isn't on camera and since the question isn't on camera, if you do this sort of thing professionally for a living, you learn to put the question into your answer. So somebody might say, uh, so a question might be, what was the most useful thing about the Sherman tank? And the answer would be, you know, the most useful thing about the Sherman tank was its ability to be, you know, useful. Uh, and so, so I'll let you know that's how that works. Put the, put the answer, put the question in the answer, and uh, that's how it works. Um, so anyway, uh, that was fun. So Eduardo Enrique says, I'm not sure I can make it this week, but I will certainly catch later if that's the case. Thank you, Eduardo. Every, every little view helps. Really, genuinely does. Moving down the list, get to Joe Pomeroy. Bill, can I call you Bill? You may, in fact, call me Bill. You can call me anything you want, but late for dinner. Anywho, always great to catch you live, but the vast majority of your shows are listened to by me during my long commute. I work with robotics, and I was supposed to be in China since January, but between you and everyone else, I'm kind of glad not to be there now. Instead, I'm going to Switzerland at the end of the month, so what kind of chocolate should I send to California? My gosh, you people are so, so unbe unbelievably kind and sweet. Um, uh, Natasha's a big fan of milk chocolate. I kind of like dark chocolate better than she does. Have, I don't know if you've noticed this trend, but I have, and, and I've been addicted to it. There's like everybody, and I'm not asking you to do this in Switzerland because I know they would probably lynch you, but uh, um, Someone has figured out the secret of, of the, you know, the creme de menthe, creme, you know, the little, little, um, little ingots of chocolate with, uh, with like molten mint on the inside, the little foil wrappers, those, those things. Well, somebody finally figured out that those things are just damn delicious. So now you have mint chocolate Kit Kats, mint chocolate uh, Dove bars, mint chocolate M&Ms, and the mint chocolate M&Ms are, I don't know, they put nicotine and cocaine in those things, I suppose. I just love them. Um, but look, anything uh, would be great, and, and to, say, to say the least, it's extremely, just the thought is, is more than enough, than, uh, and that's very, very, very kind of you, Joe. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, I don't know, um, how you do it, but if you say you listen to the show on your long commutes, what, what, what I mean, what's the secret to that? Is it Benzedrine or is it, uh, is it, you know, speed balls? Sometimes I put myself to sleep um, when I'm uh, shouting at the top of my lungs. Uh, but anyway, thank you for the kind words. And, um, and I, you know, I, I find myself listening to, I, I, I just... <laughs> Yeah, Marisha Dark says, uh, can you send me a Swiss Miss would be great. Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa from Switzerland, the original, you know, the, the authentic uh, kind. And if you make that with water, it's garbage. But if you make it with milk, it's delicious. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I listen to a lot of YouTube when I'm driving. And 
I have gone so long without watching network TV that now, oh, Toberlin, uh, now I, I, I look at TV and I'm and I'm actually kind of shocked uh, that I used to watch a lot of TV. That anybody used to watch a lot of TV, and I feel it mostly on the news. Whenever I hear that, like whenever there's some story I want to see, and it's on YouTube, it's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Loch Ness monster jumps out of the water and 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 dives through a flaming hoop, you know. And and uh, uh, I'll look at that, but when um, but when it's like, you know, it's like Cake Hell Nine, it's like. Well, the KCAL 9 news team has some, some uh, really interesting footage. Uh, uh, yes, the Loch Ness Monster apparently has leapt out of Loch Ness and right through a flaming hoop. What that hoop was there for, none of us can really say, but we do think that the Loch Ness Monster does have a finally made an appearance that all of us can be proud of. Jim, let's take a look at what the uh, Loch Ness Monster footage is now. Let's go live now to our to our correspondent out of the flaming hoop at Loch Ness. Uh, let's go to, to uh, Randy. Randy, yes, I'm here at Loch Ness. All of this garbage, right? garbage. I don't need it. Show me the footage. That's relatively new. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you, Joe. And, uh, and, and robotics in China. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you're not there now too. Um, uh, is Bill having a stroke? No, this, if I seem different, uh, it's probably because there's just a little tiny break from the ongoing stroke. That's probably what you're seeing there. Uh, anyway, um, Thank you. So moving on, we're going to get through these, and we're going to go. We're going to go to billlittle.com. We're going to do. We're going to do all the things. Um, Dev Stanko. Well, first of all, uh, Dev Stanko, if that is in fact your real name, uh, are you related to uh, Bat Guano? Dev Stanko is a cool, cool, cool name, man. I may have to use that. I don't know. I don't know how, but somehow I will. Find a way. It's a fabulous name. Great name. Deb Stanko says, welcome back. Good to be back. Question for you. If you're taking questions from FB this week, turns out we are. Uh, first, you've astutely mentioned the readers, the viewership disparity between conservative media and the Twitch stream Let's Play videos on YouTube. With how time-intensive and expensive your medieval fantasy video is this far, why do you think it's a good idea to go after the gaming crowd with the CGI D&D video and not something similar to animated infographics like every other successful channels use? Kajito, Subpony, Polymatter, Caspian Report, what the faithist, etc. Well, I, I hope I'm not disproving your point, but I haven't heard of any of those guys. That's the honest truth. I never, never have. But the, but the length and the stuff that, that, that I will get to. Uh, second, the crowd you're going after is much younger. Why don't you, why do you think political D&D &D full of obscure Shakespeare jokes, which would appeal to boomers Gen X, but not to Gen Z, Gen Alpha, will be successful? Are you completely missing your target audience's language? Thanks. Excellent observations. But I'm not making this particular video for the kids. I'm making this video for conservatives to see what can be done with the kids. That's the target audience. Uh, the, the target audience is, is uh, people like you to, to convince people that, um, that this is the place to go. The, uh, the finished animation is just there to show that we can deliver something that looks better than, you know, well, that was my first animation. It's a ball moving through a wall, and um, 
and to just kind of show that we can do it. Uh, but um, but that is there to show that we can deliver on the pitch. The actual pitch is not the animation. I've, I've actually had this um, clear in my head for quite a long time. The, the, the pitch is not the animation. The pitch is the pie chart. That's the pitch. The, the pie chart is everything. The 2% of the pie chart is, if you take conservative commentary and game commentary and add them all up, the total of the total views, 2% is uh is that and by the way before i forget because i my way for this uh i don't know if i mentioned the address i just realized i texted natasha at the last minute i got a fragment it is at the um flying embers tap room on 1581 industrial street and again we'll put all that stuff up there yeah. 1581 Industrial Street, Los Angeles, California, 90021. That's for uh, Natasha's uh, uh, painting. So, so what I'm doing there is I'm doing something that's much more overtly political than uh, than than I would uh, if I was up and running because I I have to I have to bridge this um, this chasm. I have to bridge the chasm between uh, the people that would get the kind of content I want to put out. If I put out that kind of content without any particularly overt message in it, then the people who I'm actually making this particular video for, which is conservatives to try to get some resources for this, just simply would say, well, well where's, the, where's the point in that? And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, Dev, um, I'm, I'm writing this one for myself. Uh, I just... I don't know. I just I just fell in love with the Shakespeare thing, and that can be a very dangerous thing when a writer or you know any kind of storyteller gets too in love with their material and they you know just goes on. But um, I am I am making this video to 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 make a point, and I got to tell you, I am really thinking. Um, uh, I'm really thinking that. Now, with that said, by the way, with that said, um, it will be, it's visually interesting stuff. And there will certainly be people who will watch it because of, because of the fact that it's animated. And really what I'm trying to do is to, um, is to, is to show, not tell, show how, uh, horrible these people really are. Um, I don't know if any of you saw the It's a Woke World After All thing that um, a guy I'm supposed to, I talked about him a couple weeks ago. I haven't met him yet. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting him. I just got to get this out the door first. But this kind of thing, Glenn had it, Glenn Beck had it on and, and that sort of thing. Um, when, um, what that what that does is it gives people you know a place to land I, I, really th this particular one just is, is just simply social proof it's just social proof coming out and saying these are awful people and these are what they do they turn they turn women into into um you know unmarried women into into these you know phantoms and ghosts there are these you know tech wizards that float over our head that read our minds there are um you know the the the, the willfully blind the the perpetually enraged it's it's a little clever for um you know for 
really like the young, young audience, the Fortnite audience. But I wouldn't underestimate the intelligence of, of, of the people. They certainly can get it. And, and, I, and I think that the language is appropriate. Um, if you look at uh, if you look at the actual video games that are out there now, uh, there's a significant percentage of them are uh, knights in armor kind of thing. I like a significant percentage. I, I never played Final Fantasy, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's kind of a you know that that kind of thing. But there's there's a significant number of them. So it's not like I it's not like I put two guys in a bakery you know in in Denmark someplace. Um, but with that said, I, I want I just wanted that to be kind of clear that that this video is there to show what um, to show conservative backers what we can do because we need them and and I have bet the farm on this I, I have bet the farm on this and I bet the farm on the pie chart I don't see any reason. Uh, to continue to try to press deeper into that 2% wedge that's already being very, very, very ably served by Daily Wire and The Blaze and Glenn Beck and Steve Crowder and all those guys. They're all doing a tremendous job and they're all in that 2% wedge and they might be widening that up by a percent or two on the margins, but no one's going where the fish are. And, um, and so that's, uh, that's, the explanation for why I picked uh, what I did. Now, as far as the time it's taking, it is taking a hell of a lot of time, and, and, and so much of the time it's taking is to do things that I don't have to do, and that with a little bit of a budget, I wouldn't do, which means things would move enormously faster. I'll give you an example. Um, I, I got like a, you know, let's say I got a walking animation, and then, you know, he points, right? and I'm holding a torch in the left hand coming up. Okay, so the animation is, you know, the guy's walking and he's, he's walking. Well, his hand is open, and that means that I have to go in there, and at the beginning of the animation, I have to go in, and I, I got the numbers pretty much uh, working now. I, gotta take, I go to the index finger, and I have to rotate that in by about 40 degrees. Then the middle bone of the index finger, I have to rotate about 40 or 50 degrees. Then the, the tip I usually print in about 30 degrees. And then I do the same thing for this one, and this one, and this one, and then this one, and this one, and this one, and then this one, this one, this one. And then I look at it, and I realize, oh, no, no, the ring finger's actually gone too far. It's actually disappearing into the handle of the torch. So i got to back that thing out again, and i got to look at it again and, and watch it and watch it and watch it. And then it's, it's where it's, it's like all of this stuff. And Marisha says it's where IKs will save your life and your sanity. I'm not doing animation. I'm not animating these things. Okay, anim IK is great. Inverse kinematics is great for animation, but I'm not animating things. I am cleaning up and, and, and messing around with existing animations. I'm a terrible animator. Terrible. But it, and, and Aesop uh, says, uh, hey Jim, says it's, um, it sounds pretty intense. It's not intense and it's not hard. It's just insanely time consuming, right? Crazy time consuming. So every time you see in this stuff you see every time you see Zoe holding his hammer or you know whatever I had to curl the little fingers around and every time it's new animation I had to curl them around again and and things like this just eat up hours and hours and hours and so the ability to have a bit of a budget for these things means I can just say hey here he is walking okay this is the shot send it out somebody cleans this stuff up it's done in you know 
Bangladesh or something, and and it costs you know three dollars. Um, now, I can afford the three dollars right now, but but what I but what I can't do right now, and what I can't do until we go out and start raising some money for this is I cannot put together a team. I cannot consistently hire people to do that, but it can be done and can be done pretty quickly. Um, uh, so uh, that's that's going to be in there too because it is taking a very long time. And, and I will say in 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 my defense, um, uh, to the degree that I need to defend it. I have essentially completely rebuilt the first two thirds of this thing from scratch, and things that used to hold me up for ten days, or I just don't know how to do this. I'm just second nature now. Uh, my um, my ability uh, to I'm, I'm just moving faster and faster and faster after you know after all this time. Yeah, South, Ed, Edward Smith says South Park's not about the animation. It's not about the animation, but when you're doing this kind of thing. You gotta. You you can't have finger. You, you can't have his. You know his his can can't be noticeably like you know like this on the on the torch because it 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 breaks the immersion as we like to say. Um. So. Um. But but legitimate concerns. Uh. Both of those. Uh, and both of those questions. And uh, hopefully uh, that answered it uh, for you. The look. The, I, the way this thing developed was I was going to do three different commercials. One was going to be a sci-fi commercial. One was going to be a Dungeons and Dragons kind of fantasy commercial like the one you saw. And I honest to God can't remember what the third one was. But I got, um, I just really liked the allegory. You know, I really liked the allegory. I like, I like, uh, dealing with Nancy Pelosi as the last of the Pelosi, this old wizened crone who's just you know, you know, just blathering, and, and you know, and she's guarding this this door, and Zoe's character says, "We mean to find out what's behind the door," and 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 she says, "Well, you're going to have to pass through the door to find out what's in it." Now, that's obviously inside baseball, but. If you make the connection, you see, we're talking about Nancy Pelosi here, right? Everybody's got that? Yeah, okay. And now she's she's wearing a, she's got this zombie face with the zombie, you know, the milky eyes. That's what really sells the zombies, by the way, is, is the eyes and the teeth. And those milky eyes wearing a mask, you know, covered with blood. And it's like, it's horrifying. Well, that's what she is. That's what she is. That's what she is. And I've got Dr. Faustus, who's a demon. He's just ordering people around. He's got a crown that consists of needles, you know, hypodermic needles and, you know, all that stuff. So um, it's, uh, it's a kind of a one-off, I think, although I wouldn't mind going back again eventually. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. So we will see. I'm going to call this thing. I'm not joking about this. I'm going to, the, when I put this thing together and get it out the door, I'm going to call it the greatest sales pitch of all time, because uh, that's what I think. Uh, Astronaut says Pelosi will be dead before you finish. Well, that depends on how quickly I can finish. Um, I plan to have this by the end of the summer, uh, and um, certainly need to have it in time to to get it trotted around a lot. Uh, before the actual election. So 
you know, it is it is what it is. The one thing I know for an absolute certain fact, without question, is that 98% of the pie chart has got to be addressed. It's got to be addressed in a way that, in a language that they use, uh, the the talking head guy explaining things is, I've been doing this for 14 years now, and it's not even a question about me. It's a, the, things change, you know, the, the, the internet changes, what's popular changes. YouTube changes and and you either change with it or you um, or you you know go down with the rest of the fossils so um, the, 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 the the single great breakthrough of my life in you know political uh, observation in the last five years certainly and maybe in my entire career was when that lightning bolt hit me and and I realized that all of these millennials and all of these left-wing socialists and stuff are locking themselves in their room to play computer games because when they play computer games, what you do in a computer game is, is you make money and you buy weapons. Once I realized that, I just went, wow. Okay. All right. So I like the computer games. Gives them a chance to act like conservatives. Also, I'm examining uh, using... I've, I've been in some discussions about this. Uh, some of the characters, in fact, virtually all the characters on America's Forgotten Heroes that I did for Daily Wire, I would like to shoot those things as movies and not as documentaries. I, I, I looked at all of them and I thought, what's the easiest one to do? And the easiest one to do was uh, Frank Luke. Uh, so you would basically cast a live actor, live action Frank Luke. You, you, you'd have to build, probably have to build... Uh, uh, the inside of the um, of the uh, mess hall at the at the playing field, playing field at the airfield, uh, you can probably borrow some. There's a couple of flying spat thirteens out there. You could probably put actors in that thing and blow wind and smoke past them for the close-ups. Everything else can be done with CGI and and be essentially um, undetectable. Uh, and 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 I, I I would tell Frank Luke's story as a feature film. Uh, and 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 so how does that work? Well, I was thinking about the script, and I was thinking about the fact that uh, unlike everybody else out there, I don't think you need to add drama to uh, guys like Frank Luke or John Paul Jones or uh, Jimmy Doolittle. I don't think you need to add excitement to their lives. I think. Um, I think uh, the more you get to exactly the truth, the better those stories get. Um, so uh, if I was doing the Frank Luke uh, screenplay, I would start with uh, a shot of a bedroom at nighttime, older couple. Uh, it's in 19... 13, 14, somewhere around there. And they hear gunshots outside. Toom. They're not like bang, bang, bang. It's just like, toom, like somebody's target shooting. And this wakes them up and they call the police on their little rotary dial phones and the police come down to this park and they and they uh, got their little flashlights and, and they're looking around and, and where the shots came from and they finally realize that the, the flagpole has... Um, a bunch of bullet holes in it up up near the top, uh, 
and uh, then I would do a flashback to um, Frank Luke was a junior. He was uh, at high school. Uh, might actually have been a sophomore. Um, but in his high school, there was a, uh, a rough and tumble uh, tradition. Nothing is rough and tumble anymore these days. But in those days, the sophomores, the juniors, and the seniors each had kind of like a, like a pennant. I guess it was kind of almost like a sock or something. And there would just be this giant rumble. Remember that word? There's, there's going to be a rumble after school. Oh, okay, wow. Um, but there was just a giant fight, basically, where all three of these classes are trying to climb the pole and get their banner thing up on the top of the flagpole. And Frank Luke wanted it to be his class really badly. I'm almost positive he was a junior at the time. Really, really wanted it. And he didn't get it. Um, the seniors got it. And so the senior, you know, banner or whatever it is, is on top of the school flagpole. And then later that night, in the middle of the night, people hear gunshots and the police come out and they look and there's nobody there, but they can see some bullet holes up on the top of this thing. They figure, somebody shoot at this thing? So they go away and then that old couple goes back to sleep again and time passes and an hour later they hear another sound. This time it's not, this time it's not um, pistol, it's a shotgun and the police come again, and now that senior banner has been blown to ribbons. Who was the mystery man? Well, truth was, it was Frank Luke. It, it, it pissed him off so much, seeing that thing flying there, that he, um, that he went and shot it, he shot it down. He shot it down. That's the opening scene, because that's pretty much all you need to know about Frank Luke, you know? He's a tremendous football player. He's probably the best running back in, in um, all of Arizona. And uh, and all of that stuff needs to be in there. So this is another reason to have, uh, you know, the kind of um, uh, ability to produce those kind of effects. All right, moving on. Uh, we got a couple of Dave Olsons. We got an Eric Blake. We got a London... Well, we got a London Lynn Tyndale Bisco. My God, if you have such cool names, I'm just stuck with Bill. Uh, all right, so see what we got here. Dave Olson. Hi, Bill. Hey, Dave. Since it doesn't get said often enough, please tell Natasha that the whole Strato Nation is praying for her and her family in Russia. Thank you very much. It's very kind. Um, Putin's recent adventures in Ukraine have rightly reanimated our country's long dormant Russophobia. And we forget that there are millions of decent Russians who are horrified by what their government is doing. Is there any way we can help your extended family or are all the channels closed? You guys are the, just the very, very best. Let me give you my first take on this thing. Natasha has not received so much as a funny look in this entire two and a half months now. And I am so proud of that. I am so proud of it. Um, the anti-Americanism in Russia right now is dangerous. It's it's dangerous. If you were to be out on the streets in Moscow and just talking quietly to someone else, people could hear you American. You would be in some serious physical danger. The the level of hatred is so high. Uh, Putin's managed to convince him that that NATO's gone to war against Russia and he's defending the line in Ukraine, and and a lot of people believe that. 
and and even before the invasion, um, Natasha had some friends who went to Moscow a couple of years ago and came back saying, you might want to hold off on Bill coming to visit there. It's, it's not a real pleasant environment uh, right now for Americans because we get blamed for everything. Anything goes wrong in the world, it's our fault. Anything good happens in the world, it was some other country that did it first and we just stole it. Um, but there has not been, there's, she has not reported uh, not even a, a, an off look, you know? So I'm very, very, very proud of, um, uh, of America for that. And, and I'm not surprised. Uh, the whole purpose of this country is to get away from all of that stuff. Uh, but thank you for the thoughts. Now to the other issues, yes, it has been extraordinarily stressful uh, for her. And, um, and that means it's extraordinarily stressful for me too. Um, she has a, her mother and her daughter are both in Sochi, which are uh, on the Black Sea. Uh, seems to be far enough away from Crimea so that I don't think they're in any danger. I don't see any way that, that, that anything would go in that direction. As a matter of fact, I was looking at, um, at, the, at the Nazi invasion in, in World War II and the Nazis got all the way to Stalingrad, and they went all the way into Crimea, but they didn't get anywhere near Sochi. Uh, I, I think it's just too far off of the, you know, the path. So I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about their, in fact, I'm not at all worried about their physical condition in terms of, you know, the war spreading out there. I am very worried about the fact that um, the prices are going through the ceiling, that there's shortages out there already of, of a lot of things, and, um, and um, we had been helping, I had been helping uh, them out for the last uh, five years, and I can't do that anymore because the wire transfer services uh, are shut down. Uh, I don't know why, um, you know, Putin doesn't get his money through MoneyGram or Western Union, and once again, it's the regular people who are getting hurt. But... I will also say that the um, extent of the outrage around the world surprised me and, and pleased me. Um, uh, and I'm sure it, su I'm sure it surprised um, Vlad. Uh, by the way, that is a very, very sick guy, and I'm not talking about psychologically. He is in worse shape than Hillary Clinton was in in the, in the 2016 campaign. Putin is in very, very, very bad shape. It's almost certain that he's got Parkinson's. His hand is shaking. There's a famous piece of video came out a week ago or something like that where he's sitting down talking to somebody and he's got his hand under the desk. He's gripping the desk with his hand hard because because his hands were shaking so much. Uh, he's undergoing a cancer operation now. Um, he's showing uh, signs of being unsteady on his feet. All of this stuff worries me it look it makes me happy that uh, I, I don't think he's going to be around much longer either because of a uh, political coup or because i just think his his health is going fast but it does make some things kind of clearer doesn't it it kind of does make some things a little easier to understand um because this whole ukraine thing surprised hell out of everybody and it just because it just doesn't make any sense Aesop says uh, does he want to take the world with him i don't think he wants to take the world with him but I do think that that if he hadn't been sick, and and I suspect terminally sick, I don't think he would have done it. And and I'll tell you why. 
I don't think he wants to bring the world down with him, but I do think he wants to be remembered as the guy who brought Ukraine back to the to to Mother Russia where it belongs. And yes, legacy. Cody MacArthur Fett got it exactly right. It's his legacy. Um, that's the word exactly. He wants to be remembered as the great Russian. He has, he has, uh, he he actually covered for um, Boris Yeltsin kind of came in and ran the country. And when Yeltsin had all of these corruption uh, issues, the reason they brought Putin in from St. Petersburg was because he was known to be loyal to the bosses and, and kind of, you know, not go after them. Uh, interesting fact, and people don't get this, but it's really important to understand that Putin wasn't born in St. Petersburg. He wasn't. He was born in Leningrad. And you can say that's the same place, and you'd be right about that. But Leningrad and St. Petersburg are not the same thing. He was born in Leningrad. That's where he was born. And um, and so, you know, uh, Yeltsin basically gave him his, his chance. And I'm sure he had a relatively low opinion of Yeltsin, but I don't think he hated Yeltsin. But I do know who he do hated, and I heard this from Natasha and, and from several other people, too. The person that, 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 um, that Putin cannot stand is uh, Gorbachev. And he hates Gorbachev because he, he believes Gorbachev threw away the power, just put it, just threw it away. It's inconceivable to him. Um, but he's definitely showing uh, signs of, of, of Parkinson's and, um, and I thought Hillary was too. Whether or not, you know, she is or isn't, I don't know. I do know that um, that the person who's in the office of the president of the United States cannot complete sentences on his own. He can read them most of the time. What was the one that just happened just a little while ago? Oh, the because uh, I was I was out last week. The kleptocracy thing. I mean, even if you even if you, when when they have Biden out there for two minutes reading the stuff that the Easter Bunny is pointing to. Um, you can't cover that up. So uh, I don't know what the timing is. I think he might be actually either in surgery or recovering from surgery like now. So he's handed the country over to one of his cronies. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, um, having studied dictatorships uh, very carefully because I, I'd like to know what they look like before they get here. Um, when you are on the on the bubble the way he is now, where you have basically made so many enemies and and have so many people trying to bring you down, more than usual in Russian politics. Given all of the things that have gone wrong and given the pressure to get him out of there. The fact that he is taking himself out of the picture and going into a hospital means he must be very, 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 very sick. Because this is how coups happen. This is a, this is pretty much how they happen. Where's the boss, or the, the king, or the kaiser, or the dictator? Where's oh, he's gone? He's gone down to the store to get some eggs. Now's the time. So um, I don't know. Uh, I think. Uh, a lot of people are talking about tactics and stuff, and so just in general on the Russian thing, uh, you know, you look at um, 
Oh, yeah, thank you, Marcia. Yeah, it's, it's Whittle's law of, of political optics. When something looks really, really bad, the reason you're seeing it is because the only other alternatives would be worse. Um, so, uh, you know, you have to be careful when you try to draw, like, um, I'm not trying to say, like, hypotheticals. I'm just saying when you analyze the situation, and you analyze it as a situation, you can often bleach the humanity out of it. And I don't want to be that guy. So I just want to start by saying when you see these bombed out buildings in Mariupol and, and, and all the rest of it is, it's just horrific. And, and the human element of it is the thing that when you lose that, that's, that's why, it, that's the only reason it happens because you, you lose the human element. You, we're going to send 14 divisions here. Okay, so how many people are going to die because you want this line to move on a map or something? But my point is, um, we, we um, have seen now from 20 years in Afghanistan and Iraq and, and pushing three months in, uh, in Ukraine, we've seen as clearly as possible uh, that American weapons, American doctrine, American command structure, American combined arms is brutally, deadly effective and that nobody else in the world can do this, no one. And if you think that China would do a better job than Russia, I'm not convinced, um, maybe, but they, they, they can't do what we do. And, and, and so on some level, while this is horrific for the poor people of Ukraine, from a guys in you know guys with um, scrambled eggs on their on their um, visors, sitting in a dark room trying to figure out what to do, from that point of view, from the military analysis point of view, this whole thing has been quite shockingly uh, good for us. Nobody expected the Russians to underperform at this level. In their, I mean, it, it is it is. Their doorstep it is they, they, they're, they, when they go into another country, they're going in from their country. It's just across a line, and their um, their performance, given given that unbelievable advantage, they didn't have to airlift anything. They didn't have to sea lift anything. They didn't have to. They didn't have to do what China would have to do. China, if China's going to take Taiwan, they got to get across the Chinese Straits, right? The Straits of Taiwan. They got to. They got to. Whatever army is going to take over. Taiwan is going to have to go across the ocean. And that's not only dangerous, it's not only a good place to pick them off, but you have to have the, you have to have the, the logistics to do that. Russia just swung the sledgehammer at Ukraine because they could build up troops on the border for months. They didn't have to, you know, they didn't have to move them. Dave Big Booty says Zelensky deserves a lot of credit. Yes, he does. Uh, You know, there's a, there's a, a lot of pushback about, you know, people lionizing um, Ukraine and talking about it being as corrupt as anything else and all the rest of it. This is all true. It's all true. And, 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 and I've heard that Zelensky was completely corrupt as well and all the rest of it. And he used to be an actor or a comedian or something like that. And it's all true, too. Yes, it was. I'm, I'm sure it was a relatively horrible place. Uh, and and I and and I suspect politically it still is, and, and and after this is over, it probably still will be. But in front of our eyes, at least in front of my eyes, we saw history 
getting formed out of the mist. You know, we saw something coalesce out of the fog into something real. And that, that was Zelensky. I mean, by all accounts, if you look at it, objectively, he should have been the lightest of the lightweights, right? He wasn't a professional politician, certainly didn't come from the army or the militaries. You know, he's, a, he's an entertainer. And, and apparently his election was kind of a middle finger to the whole establishment kind of thing. He wasn't, he wasn't even a Donald Trump in terms of like, you know, run this incredible empire. He's just a guy. He's a guy. And I have no doubt at all, none, zero, that, that the, the single most important piece of data in, um, in Putin's calculation was when this lightweight actor sees our tanks coming across the border, he's going to run. And when he runs, then the government of Ukraine is gone and we'll just put in somebody and that's, and that's why it's going to be a three-day event. And so this whole thing came down to one guy. It came down to it came down to one guy. Some men are uh, are born great. Some men achieve greatness, and some men have greatness thrust upon them. And that's exactly what happened. It greatness was thrust upon him, and 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 everything that happened after that was a result of the decision that, that this one man made. I'm com utterly convinced of this. I'm utterly convinced. If, if Zelensky had run, then, then this thing would have been over in, in, in three or four days. Putin would have gotten to Kiev, would have put a new president in there because the old president's gone. Here's the legitimate government, he would have said, of Ukraine, the one that's not trying to kill all these people in the Donbass, and that would have been it, would have been done. But, but this guy, this guy decided not to run. And... This is not a coffee, uh, coffee shop decision on his part, you know. There are extraordinarily talented professionals, teams of them, who, are, who are, have no other purpose in life other than to kill you. There are assassination squads that have been after him from the first day. And, and the reason they didn't bump him off before the thing started was because they were sure he would, they wanted him to run. It looks, it looks good for the Russians if Zelensky runs. Of course he's going to run. He's an actor. Of course he's going to run. You never know. You never know who's going to get it. You never know who's got the, 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 um, the right stuff. Dave Big Booty said Churchillian. That is exactly what happened. Now, Churchill was raised to do what Churchill did. Churchill's entire life was preparing him for, uh, you know, May of 1940. Churchill's father was a, was a, 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 a very prominent politician. Churchill's ancestor was the Duke of Marlborough, it's arguably the best warrior that the British ever produced between him and Wellington, and Marlborough makes a good case. So Churchill was, 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 was designed and built to do this, but Zelensky is just a guy. And, and for him to not run was one thing, but for him to have the moxie and the ability to say things like, I don't need a ride, I need ammunition. Those, you cannot put a value on, on something like that line. Because that's not just a, no, I'm not leaving. Uh, uh, you thought I was leaving? No, I'm not leaving, I'm staying. That's impressive. But if you can just on the spur of the moment say, I don't need a ride, I need ammunition, that is a rallying cry. That is, that is morale. That's, that, that's the, that's why they're fighting. I'm really mean it. Um, they're, they're, this man basically 
the reason I'm so uh, I get so lathered up about this is because it's been popular lately uh, to talk about the the great man idea the, the the great man theory of history is just like nonsense. No, 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 no. If it hadn't been for Churchill, the, the British would have pr produced another person exactly like Churchill. And if, and if Hitler had been hit by a car when he was 12, then Germany would have produced another person exactly like Hitler. This is very popular now, that, they, that there's no such thing as great men or, or, or men who influence the course of history. It's all just tidal currents and all the rest of it, people's history kind of nonsense. No, if, if Napoleon hadn't lived, there would be no Napoleonic Wars, right? And, 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 and if Hitler hadn't been Hitler, no one else could have done what Hitler did and done and taken the country in the direction he took Germany. So watching a historical figure like this emerge in front of my eyes in real time has been wondrous. It's been it's been wondrous. And and I worry about him uh, daily. I think um, I think, I think if they do get to him, if, if, if Russian uh, assassins do get to him and kill him, I think, I think that would make, now, if they'd done it in the first day, it, it would have, but after what he's done in the last two and a half, three months, if that, if that were to happen, he would become a martyr. And I think that, that, the, that the resistance would be even more fired up. And I suspect that probably Vladimir knows that and has backed that down. He knows that if he kills this guy now, I, I don't know. I'm speculating. Uh, he may be smart enough to realize that that would be the worst thing he could do. But in any event, uh, yeah. And but the but the big takeaway from it is, aside from my family and and your concern for my family and, and for which we're very grateful, both of us, and you're not only grateful but continually amazed. Um, from a purely analytical military analyst military historian point of view it has confirmed i don't know how widespread this opinion was but it was certainly my opinion when 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 you see a youtube video that says oh, russia or china has just produced the um the uh the raptor killer they've, they've just produced the jet that's going to out raptor the raptor out going to outgun the f-22 my response to that is always let's let's see you do it you know it's it's vaporware until it's combat tested and when their stuff got combat tested eh, it didn't work out so well so we'll see um anyway thank you dave very kind of you um another dave Olson. Will you and or the Stratosphere Lounge increase your presence on Twitter now that the new proprietor seems to be less hostile to free speech? Yes. In fact, um, I'm actually thinking about, um, about doing it um, something like this, you know. I, I'm actually thinking of, because I, I don't tweet and I, and I shouldn't and I, and I won't because I don't want, I don't want, um, the first words out of my mouth to be seen by everybody, you know? I'm as I'm more trigger-happy than most people when it comes to mouthing off about things. And uh, it's, the reason I haven't been on Twitter is because I'm sure I'd have a couple of clever things to say, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. But what I was actually thinking about doing is doing a tweet that basically said, um, this, is the, uh, this is the CO, this is an exercise. Uh, the vaccine is a fraud. Dr. Fauci belongs in jail. Hillary Clinton uh, 
corrupted the Justice Department, the 2020 election was stolen. This, conduct, this concludes the exercise. This is the CO. Just put that out there as a, as a, as a test, right? As a test and see if it, and see if it got through. Um, so, you know, I wish somebody would buy YouTube. Uh, Google is the one, Google's the, the, the big problem. Uh, I don't give a, much of a hot damn about Facebook, really. Uh, we're so fa far past peak Facebook. Facebook's on its way, and, and Meta is a catastrophe, disaster, all of that stuff. Google, Google, Google is the, is the one you need to be aimed at. Um, uh, they're the ones that control the information. They're the ones that have, you know, th I think it's, I think somebody said 30 million pages of data on just about everybody, uh, which doesn't surprise me. 30 million? How's that possible? I guess it is. Um, so, you know, with Elon and Twitter, did he stop on, on, um, Trump's uh, truth media, yes, but the network effect is the network effect. We can talk all we want to about putting out a new YouTube, and we've been on Rumble for, I don't know, a year now or something. We get nothing like the numbers of views that we get on Rumble because the network is so, so much smaller. And to be fair, Rumble is not particularly well run. At least it doesn't seem to be from our, our, our end of it. Um, we, we post on Rumble because it allows us to archive it and send it out to the membership, anything. And by the way, uh, this kind of, of, of social pressure and social proof and, and, and shadow banning and shadow censorship and so on is effective. It, it's effective because every now and then I'll catch myself saying, well, this one's going to be on Rumble. And then I realize, oh, oh, I can actually say what, I, what I'm thinking now. So you do you do censor yourself no matter no matter you know who you are i mean the only person i haven't seen censor themselves was rush limbaugh and andrew breitbart and breitbart lived in disneyland times compared to compared to the pressure that's out there now um eric blake brings up another major battlefield is disney this is live in the comment section uh, whoever controls disney controls the pop culture whatever Whoever controls Google controls the information sphere. Disney has lost $50 billion in the last month. $50 billion. And when the legal effects of, of that um, Florida legislation comes in, it will be $100 billion lost. Now you're starting to talk about real money. Um, to say that Disney has lost its luster is to understate things about as badly as they can be understated. Um, you know, and it's ironic, you know, because because pe people of a certain age, Disney was always, if, if you weren't going to watch Disney, it was because it was too clean, because it was too normal. You know, who wants to watch a Disney movie? It's rated G, you know. They're not going to do anything riskier than, you know, and you're not going to get a, anybody saying damn in a Disney movie. Um, but for Disney to be the woke spearhead is strange and also in a way kind of um, good. Good because it makes the contrast higher. 
I forget the name. I never learned it. I don't expect to learn it. It'll show up in five or six seconds here in the, in the live comment stream. But whoever this um, attention whore, uh, uh, Broadway wannabe failure, who um, has been put in charge of the Ministry of Truth, uh, the Disinformation Bureau, um, people look at her doing the singing and they look at her doing, you know, uh, all of the all of the show tunes that she did and all the rest of it. Uh, and people say, well, you know, Wichinski? Okay, sure, why not? Witch. It's a witch with an insky in it. Uh, Nina Jankowitz. Um, I trust G.K. Masterson. He's a fine chap. Uh, okay, so her, right? People look at the, people look at the, at, at how frankly, openly crazy she is. And they think, well, we don't want somebody like that running, you know, determining our, um, you know, what we can say and not say. But that's actually kind of, that's actually kind of alarming that she's so nutty. Because it makes you think that, well, she's nutty, she shouldn't be in charge of determining what people think. And, and, and that kind of leads you to, we need to find somebody who's not nutty. This, the person in that office could be, could be the most educated, erudite, serious, sober, fair-minded person, all of that stuff. And that would be just as bad. Just as bad. Um, it's the Ministry of Truth. And, and I'm glad they did it because they, every single time that they do this, the submarine comes up to the surface. This is what they are. They don't like the way the news, they don't like the way that, that, that reality is treating uh, Joe Biden? Well, then let's control reality. Let's put in a government official. I really, um, I want to know what their, what their, uh, what their teeth are. What, what is, suppose the uh, mini-true finds out that something, uh, somebody said something about the president that they didn't like. Let's say that somebody said something about the president that wasn't true. And I don't see, I can't say that word president and that guy's name in the same sentence. I made myself a promise that I wouldn't do that, ever. Um, what happens? What happens if, if I were to just openly come out and say something that, that was not true about, um, about Joe Biden? What, what does the Ministry of Disinformation do? Do I get a, a spanking? Do I, um, do I go to jail? What? What happens? If you, the only thing worse than, um, than not having laws is having laws and not enforcing them because then the whole thing just becomes a joke and they are a joke and they're going to get waxed anyway moving on uh london lynn tinsdale bisco my goodness gracious what a fabulous fantastic name that is sometimes fabulous is the only word available i know fabulous has gotten a little bit you know fabulous but that's a fabulous name Good to see you back. Thank you. Good to be back. It's been uh, been a really, really rough couple of uh, weeks. And I'll just leave it at that for the time being. Um, Eric Blake, hey, what do you know? Uh, hey, Bill, here's a question that's sort of been burning in the back of my mind for a while, and Elon Musk's recent triumph in the name of free speech, frankly, makes it all the more vital. I said in one of these things, I think it was the, the firewall. Okay, so if somebody was rich enough to be able to buy some free speech, super. Let's do more of that. How much would it take for us to buy Google? We should put together a 
we should put together a national potluck and raise enough cash to buy it. As you may be aware, our great hero of the stars, too, lo and behold, has Asperger's, as he's noted in his opening monologue when he hosted SNL. So, with him in mind, alongside Thomas Jefferson and our beloved 4chan crew who gave Shia LaBeouf a run for his money, don't you think it might be beneficial to talk more about the benefits to liberty Asperger's can in fact provide, rather than, alas, seemingly only bringing up examples of the negative? As someone with Asperger's myself, I admit to cringing a bit at that unfortunate pattern whenever you bring the condition up just saying. Fair enough. Um, yeah, fair enough, sure. Uh, Barack Obama is a, um, is a, um, is a pathological narcissist, and Donald Trump is too. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think anybody can make an argument against that. But one of those pathological nar narcissists is a pathological narcissist on the side of freedom, and the other one is a pathological narcissist trying to destroy freedom. And so, if we're going to have a pathological narcissist, and virtually every politician on some level is, then I want him to be a pathological narcissist who's on, on the side of freedom. Um, so, yes. Uh, Elon Musk is... Elon Musk is good at what he's good at and is a billionaire and the richest person in the world because he is the exact same mind as the previous occupants ever since the tech age, meaning Bezos and, um, and Bill Gates. Yes, his brain works exactly like theirs, but his heart doesn't. And that's the difference. Um, when I mentioned uh, that family in the firewall uh, where they talked about the sandwich being cut in half instead of diagonally and the, and the, and the sun bursting into tears over that. Um, that child went on to become a very good man because he had good parents and he had a good heart. And so, yeah. And, you know, and I, and I get your point, Eric, and I, and I suppose I should be more uh, qualifying of it, but I, I, I think it's been pretty clear, at least in the talks about the Shia thing and the Fortran thing. And, and, and when I first heard the term weaponized autism, I just thought it was fantastic because those are the good autistic weapons. Uh, you know, these are the, these guys who are uncovering all this stuff and, and, and just using their incredible, incredible brains uh, to unmask the people that need to be unmasked and to shine a light onto the people that need a light shining on them. They're doing the job that the press is supposed to do. And so, look, I, I, this kind of goes to the same argument as Ukraine, right? I mean, we mentioned 4chan. If, you, if, you're, if you're new to the parade, and, and that's most of you aren't, uh, I did a couple of episodes where I talked about um, uh, Internet Historian, who's one of my three favorite YouTube providers, talked about the ongoing war that happened in 2016 on, onward uh, between... Um, uh, um, Shia LaBeouf trying to run his he will not divide his flag and how and how he was tracked down by the kind of mental virtuosity that I just didn't even think existed you know where's this flag could be anywhere in the world well when's the sun going down it's live yeah sun's going down now okay so it's in the eastern time zone well, that never would have occurred to me at least not off the top of the, the 
my head. And we see these two jets at an angle, and we calculate the angle, and we figure out, look at the database of the planets. Anyway, it might, it might be this place, might be this place. If it's this place, then there's going to be another jet appearing at 429. 429, here comes a jet. That kind of thing is extremely impressive to me. In fact, I worship that kind of thing. And those people are describe themselves as weaponized autistics, weaponized autism. So yes, the ability to do all of this stuff is essential. You can't, I don't think, I don't think it's possible to become a billionaire without having Asperger's syndrome. It's certainly possible to become a millionaire without having Asperger's syndrome, but I don't think you can become a billionaire without it. Um, because I, I think that takes so much of, not just of your time or your, even your mental cycles, but there's a single mindedness to it that, that filters out everything else. And, um, and I have noticed uh, a, a huge difference between millionaires and billionaires, uh, personality-wise, huge difference. Uh, and so, um, so there you go. Uh, so yes, if I've been a little hard on, on, on Asperger's, um, I, I should have clarified that it's not the Asperger's, it's the, it's the, uh, the people that have it, but, but, the entire point was to try to demonstrate that that to to wonder why people are doing what they're doing you can't start there you you have to understand how they think and how they and how they're different yeah i, I saw it Marcia. uh they they you have to understand that, that that these are elements of the things that make them unique and make them successful in a certain area but but if you don't understand that then you keep coming back to where i kept coming back from why are they doing this don't they realize how damaging this is why are they yes they no they don't they they, they know it but they don't feel it you know all of this stuff fauci you know you think do you really think that if if it came down to 10 million people versus his reputation do you have any doubt about which one he would choose if you don't understand that you can't figure out what's going on in the world today that's you got to understand that it's and, and for people like us for you know for social conservatives and people of those that set of values it, we can't get our minds around it and and we have to we have to we'll never understand it in terms of you know feeling it but we need to recognize the fact that there are people out there who who not only don't think the way that we do but think in in ways that are entirely alien and they are playing by their rules and if we try to apply our rules to them then we're going to continue to fail against these people. We know thy enemy, right? That's the first rule of warfare. Know thine enemy, uh, and and that's what that first in a series of firewalls was about. This is how these people think. Um, the real Catherine K says Fauci's a total sociopath and has already killed millions for ego's sake. I completely agree, one hundred percent. And and because. Uh, I'm, I'm a guy who's is trying to get to heaven uh, now that I'm entering my uh, advanced dotage. Uh, but my entire life, I've never been able to, on some level, believe that because I can't conceive of it. I can 
observe it and understand it, but I can't. That, that, that's why I, I, I'm so naive sometimes, you know. Surely they're not putting poisons in medicine. Well, maybe, you know, maybe they are. Why? For the money. Come on. Nobody's going to kill, no one's going to kill millions of people, you know, just for some money. Well, it turns out they will. Uh, it turns out they will. Um, so, uh, there you go. Uh, and that's that. Uh, Steve Young, uh, good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, it's gone a week, two, something. Uh, every candidate President Trump endorsed in Ohio and Indiana won. Comments? Yes. Uh, I don't think anybody is prepared for what's going to happen in November. I really don't. Uh, I think that the 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 uh, Supreme Court thing complicates the targeting solution a little bit. But I I don't. If they're if they were going to drop that bomb, the time to drop that bomb would be in you know October. Uh, I want to see what the um, what the odds are now here. Uh, hang on. Where did that thing go? I'm sure I saved that. Hang on. I know I saved it. Here it is. So let's take a look at the odds as they exist at this exact instant in time, which is 7.48 p.m. Pacific time uh, on um, May 5th. Interestingly enough, looking at, you know, I might as well show it to you guys. Looking at the, uh, at the graph of um, the continually diverging um, lead that the Republicans have had, there is a noticeable tick in the other direction. No, wait a minute. Oh. It, it looks like it coincides with the, um, with the leak about um, the Supreme Court ruling. But for, for a second, when I looked, I'll show it to you in a second. I'm just copying it now, just making a screen grip. But when I first saw it, I thought, okay, that's the, um, that's the Democrats rallying. It turns out, no, it's, it's actually the Democrats taking a big hit. Uh, right now, the chances are uh, for the House 84.7%, and for the 84.7% uh, chance that um, that the House will go to Republicans is down 1% the last day, and the Senate is 73.1%, also slightly narrowing in the last couple of days. Okay, but sharply, sharply. Um, here's the House. And I'll show you the Senate thing. So I suspect this is probably a result of, of that. I don't know what else it could be. Here's the, um, yeah, there's the House. Let me grab the Senate one. You can see something happened there. A little tick at the very, very end. It's probably somebody uh, made a mistake in the uh, inputting the data. Here's the Senate. Take a look at this, though. Uh, Look at that. That is a sharp 
uh, turn for the worse um, right there in the very recent past, and I don't know what else it could be, frankly, because that line had been diverging, 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 and now it is sharply different. Now, since it's the Senate, it's possible something changed in terms of one of the candidates or something like that. Uh, I don't like either one of those, uh, but, the, but the difference is so dramatic. Um, I'm trying to, let me go back in time a little bit, see what happened here. Let's see, it can actually roll, scroll the time back and forth on these, I think. Uh, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this. No? All right. Oh, okay, so here it is. Uh, Senate. Uh, looks like April. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I this is my go-to thing now because uh, once I did that episode on the wisdom of crowds and all the rest of that stuff, I really, you know, believe that that's largely uh, true. And um, and so I'm I'm just concerned with uh, what what people are putting their money on. Uh, so let's uh, get me back here if I can. Hey, there he is. Um, so uh, that's that. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. Um, I got through all the Facebook questions. I didn't get through any of the BillWhittle.com uh, questions, but I can already feel my uh, my throat starting to uh, burn a little. And um, I think I'm going to call it a day here for this one. Um, and we will just make a, a major effort to um, get through the backlog of members stuff uh, next week, I think. I think that's what we're going to do. Um, so, uh, oh, well, uh, hold the phone. We must stop everything uh, and 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 throw her into reverse. We're going down the freeway at 80 miles an hour. We've got to hit the parking brake because I've just been notified that Eric um, had another question on Facebook. So let's, by all means, uh, continue and find out what that question is. Uh, so, uh, Facebook. And we'll see if we can find the missing uh, question and then I can go home. Strange, my internet's very slow here lately. I've been having some real problems. All right, so, um, 10 comments. Show them to me, baby. And I only see one. I will refresh the page, however. Yeah, something's very wrong here. This is really slow. It's been it's been spotty for a while. Uh, all comments. I just see the one. Well, I guess we're going to have to. Um, I guess we're going to have to um, make that up next time because I just see uh, just the one. Um, so, uh, uh, slap it somewhere, uh, Eric, or ask it live next week in the comments stream. You always have my undivided attention. Uh, sorry about the choppy video. 
Um, I don't know what's causing it, but I think we're having real slow internet issues today. So, uh, uh, well, it, Eric is kind enough to send it to us now. Uh, the question is, should dueling be legalized again? Um, you know what? Two individual adults do in their own free time on a Saturday afternoon is none of my business. That's my attitude on, on dueling. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fold it up here. I can definitely feel my local cords starting to do the um, lumbata. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, you, know, you probably know by now, this show is, um, is made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. And, uh, and we're, uh, as always, extremely grateful for their support and, um, and uh, looking forward to rolling out this new thing and seeing if we can send it up the flagpole and see who salutes. Uh, so um, until uh, next week, uh, uh, Musketeers, um, we will. Um, it's probably the weakest ending to a show I think I've maybe ever done. <laughs>